Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm bringing you a special episode of the Boca podcast today called Workflow Wednesday. During these special edition episodes, myself and my co-hosts will focus on helping you develop more efficient daily and weekly workflows around post-production, communication, task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. All right. I think we are officially live here on Workflow Wednesday. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday to you. I'm here with Haley and soon uh, Rich and I think Heather as well. Uh, they're joining us actually right now. Rich and Heather, are you guys there? I hope so. Okay, we, are, we are live. We're here with Rich and Heather and Haley for Workflow Wednesday. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. Hey guys, good to see you. Yeah, Thank you. I was I was just saying to Haley, I, I think we we should have. Uh, it's my fault for not setting everything up a little bit sooner. We ran into a little bit of a tech issue there, but I think we're good to go now. Can you guys hear and see us? Okay. Yes, it's still a little. Uh, are we pixelated? Do we look okay? You look, look okay. okay. Yeah, you look okay for the time being. If you notice that you're having an issue, don't don't hesitate to come in and out, or I can I can bring you in and out. But uh, we'll just jump right in. Uh, for those of you who are joining us, maybe for one of the first times, uh, this is a series that we've been running now for a number of months, centered around the very concept of workflow, obviously, per the name. Um, workflow is something that we all do on a daily basis as photography business owners. And what we're most concerned about, since um, Photographer's Edit is all about saving photographers' time, is efficient workflow. And so that is the the focus of this series. And we've we've delved into all kinds of different topics. This week, we're going to actually get into the topic of networking. And uh, before we do that, I just want to kind of introduce everybody. Uh, we, every once in a while, we kind of do this in a little bit more detail. But uh, Rich and Heather, let's go to you guys first. Um, I'm, I'm popping your name up on the screen here. But tell us just very, very briefly about... Your, your photography business. Your name came up first, we heard. I love it. Oh, Heather and Rich Smith. <laughs> As it should be. Well, to, should. to be fair, it actually works well because the way that you guys are sitting, Heather's name sits right underneath her on the right. video and Rich's name sits underneath him. By the oh, way, for those, for those of you listening in on the podcast, um, this also, in addition to this being a live broadcast on Facebook, we go out to uh, the Boca Podcast. This episode gets pushed out on Wednesday evenings at uh, Boca Podcast, B-O-K-E-H podcast.com. Uh, so just a little context for those of you that are that are hearing just the audio version of this. But Heather Rich, um, Rich Smith Photography, uh, tell us some, something. Tell us, what is your brand position, Heather and Rich? My brand position? Ooh, buzzwords. What? what? Yeah. What does your what does your uh, wedding photography business represent? What is what sets you guys apart from the the wedding photographers here in the Chattanooga market? That is a that's a really good question. Um, mm -hmm. What what does set us apart? Our personality, our winning personalities, <laughs> <laughs> and also the fact that you have your names very appropriately set right underneath you. Is this always the case? Do you go around with these name badges? Right so, so uh, this has been a problem um, because when, when I first started a business, Heather was not a photographer at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I just basically named a business risk with photography. Right. And, um, and so, uh, and, and then Heather started shooting with me and she would get these fantastic shots. 
Um, and uh, and we would put them on Instagram, Facebook, whatnot, and people would inevitably say, "Great shot, Rich!" And Heather's like, "I, I mean, like, it would, I wouldn't even give her credit. Like, this, this <laughs> shot is by Heather. She did a great job." And people would automatically say, "Oh man!" And Heather would be like, "Just I can't no, win. Can't win. Can't win." No. <laughs> wow. And so, how long did this go on, Heather, before he readily acknowledged your work online, gave you the credit you deserved? Oh, he did that from the beginning, but people just, I yeah, think, just look assume. at the image, they see it's posted by Richmond Photography, and they just automatically make that assumption, yeah, people, which is people, fine. I'm not in it for the credit. People, it's people, fine. She knows. She knows she's better than me. So, no. Uh, uh, so, so, uh, no. I do not want the responsibility of a business being named after me. No. <laughs> uh, it's good. You'd be great, though. I think. Anyway, what sets us apart? Uh, yeah, what sets us apart? Um, I think that um, at, oh, it's, it's the is it's my uh, it is my personality. Um, um, it's just my obviously your artistic eye. Um, what I bring to the table, what I really try to kind of like uh, try to kind of convey to my potential clients um, is that um, um, I know the buzzword right now is is like a genuine or or, or authentic. authentic, you know. Yeah. And a lot of people say that, um, and uh, um, but they still pose a whole lot. They don't really know what that means. And uh, I, I mean, my personality, um, I almost kind of cringe, or I, I just I cannot stand uh, a real a whole lot of really posed photos i i try mm-hmm. i try everything i can to make um it as authentic and real as possible i i, I just my personality just kind of just like yeah. just craves realness and, and uh, anything i can do to make my clients not pose and have fun and have genuine moments um i'm i'm all about that you know i i just yeah it's interesting because this even filters into what i experience um now for the past i think it's been about seven years now, the only thing I've asked for for the past seven years for Mother's Day is a little like a little photo shoot of me and the girls. Um, I just want my relationship with my girls documented year by year. Um, And so I ask Rich for that. It's like the only time that I ask him. uh, It's kind of like, you know, a massage therapist comes home from work at the end of the day and you're like, hey, can I have a massage? You know, <laughs> I try not to be like needy in that way, but that's kind of the one thing that I ask him for. And it's amazing to watch his guys. process because I see this. Um, if I get on Pinterest and get distracted by something that I think that I want because it's really cute or whatever, if I even so much as suggest a particular image to him that I've seen someone else do, I can literally just kind of see him deflate. Like it's like anybody trying to duplicate or replicate what someone else is doing kind of takes the wind out of his sails. And so when he says that authentic moments are what he's he's after, he isn't just saying that it literally is what drives him or discourages him. And so I feel like that's a really good question that you asked. And it's so much so that I've learned not to even ask for any, you know, it's like, it's kind of like Pinterest can be the creatives, you know, um, they're kind of like what, what discourages and kind of sucks the creative life out of them. So um, anyway, I have to say to your point, uh, well, both your points, I mean, Rich, you're talking about how you do enjoy that genuine interaction with, with clients. Um, Heather, you're pointing out that that is a strength of his. I mean, we've actually talked rich about your workflow. Speaking of workflow, 
more specifically your your photographic workflow here on the Workflow Wednesday series in the past. And for those of you who want to go back and watch those videos, you can go to facebook.com slash photogs edit. You can also go to bocapodcast.com and search for the Workflow Wednesday series. And you can actually hear how Rich goes about that process. Rich, I was actually a second shooter at a wedding over the weekend in North Carolina and had uh, so much fun. Just an absolutely stunning couple. This, this couple was like something like they were greek gods and goddesses i mean it was just he was he's an ex-basketball player his his uncle is a very well-known nba basketball player uh six five two forty all muscle and and she's a, a college athlete ran, ran a sub five minute mile um wow. I mean, like just specimens of individuals <laughs> and and simultaneously the the sweetest kindest people in the world and uh, just had an incredible time. Love shooting. But all that to say, I was actually thinking about you, Rich, and and the, the conversation or conversations that we've had, particularly here on the podcast and on the show, about how you go about trying mm-hmm. to pull a little bit of personality out of the clients, how to engage them, kind of the tricks and tips mm-hmm. that you've shared in the past in, yeah. in that regard. So for those of you listening in or watching that have not seen or heard those episodes, you've yeah. got to go back. It's really, really good stuff. Um, you can also check out Rich... It, uh, let's see, uh, Rich. Your Instagram is Rich. Is it Rich Smith Photography? No, just Rich Smith Photo. Rich Smith Photo, um, and you can check that out uh, as well. Rich's work is just absolutely stunning. You guys are gonna have to take a look at that. Okay, I, yeah. that's that's a uh, it's a loaded topic. I know, and I kind of <laughs> threw that at you at the last minute, but uh, okay. I appreciate you taking time to share that. Haley, let's let's actually jump to you. And um, you you carry a number of different titles. Talk to us a little bit about what you do, and uh, maybe you can kind of figure out a way to sum that up for us. Yeah, I'm actually in the process of figuring that out myself. <laughs> um, but really, my I guess my brand position would be um, helping creative entrepreneurs grow their business through photos. So instead of like taking wedding photos or um, family photos, I'm working to build you know a, a a library of images that business owners can use on social media, on their website, um, through branding sessions. So that's my main thing. And I can incorporate that with marketing as well. Well, and, and I have to say, I'm, I'm impressed by how succinct that, that very clear statement was. And that's, I think, one of the things that helps when it comes to a brand position, especially with so many different photographers these days, is that we very, very clearly and distinctly and succinctly are able to communicate what the brand represents and how it differs from other photographers. I mean, Rich, to your earlier point, you know, so many photographers are talking about this very idea of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the number of times that I've heard something comparable to that on the Boca podcast when we talk about brand position, uh, it, it's it's yeah. surprising and yet not so surprising um, yeah. how how the photographer follows through on that in the way that they engage with their clients and then how they represent that idea through their brand presence online uh, is a different conversation. But um, at the end of the day, being able to very clearly and succinctly communicate that idea is so important. So I appreciate you sharing that, that, Haley. And then for those of you who are not aware, Haley also uh, works, it does amazing work for photographers edit on, on the digital marketing side of things, helping us run social media and the podcast and what seems like a million other things um, uh, invaluable to photographers edit. So Haley, thank you for that. A uh, little bit of an introduction there for our workflow Wednesday, but let's actually jump into the topic for this week. And it's going to be a two-parter, kind of like what we did with outsourcing editing um, in the last few weeks as well. But this week we're talking about networking. And uh, yes, this is actually an element of workflow for photography business owners. Um, Two and and more specifically, again, we're going to kind of come at this from the slant of efficient workflow. It's one thing to try to go out and meet 
any and everyone, let's say in your market, and then do the same thing online and spend so much time that you're overwhelmed and don't have time for anything else. And then there's a potential too that the return on investment of time um, isn't necessarily worth that investment of time. And so uh, we want to figure out how to be able to, to prioritize relationships, connect with the relationships that will ultimately drive business for us, but do so in an efficient manner. And uh, so I figured this week we'd start with a little bit of kind of like we did with the outsourcing editing series, start with a philosophy first. And uh, maybe what we can do, and, and Rich and Heather, I know that we highlighted you guys' business um, when we were talking about outsourcing editing as well. I know Haley's going to chime in on this topic of networking. Um, but let's just let's just get into this a little bit. Um, and, and Haley, actually, I'm going to start with you this time. Share a little bit about your thoughts on this topic of, well, networking as a whole. It's such a broad topic. Um, but why is it important that we spend time developing relationships with those in our industry when, I mean, these days, I mean, I'm speaking to the social media specialist for Photographers <laughs> Edit. We could just be sitting at home on, on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, why does it matter to actually get out and network with people in person? Yeah, this is always like the funniest thing when people ask me um, about social media marketing and and if it's where all of my business comes from. And the reality is like maybe a percentage of business comes from social media for me. Um, it's when I'm creating content for social media, it's mostly for people that are already clients or already know who I am um, and kind of giving them information that they may not know about me already. Um, but for, you know, going out and networking, you're meeting new people all the time and you never know who's going to need your services. Um, whether you're a wedding photographer or a, um, you know, a branding photographer or family photographer, it's every single, um, avenue of mark or networking is so important to continue to keep you know, your business going because most people want to support other businesses that they can trust and that they know rather than just calling someone up that they don't um, have any idea who they are. So meeting them really helps you to build that relationship and that trust. And would you say that they're more apt to do that if they have met you in person versus the online relationship. And, and the reason, I mean, I have multiple reasons really for asking that. Of course, we're talking about the difference between the online relationship and the in-person relationship. I've experienced, honestly, I've experienced great relationships in both regards uh, and both on a personal level and a business level over the years. Uh, but do you think that they're more apt to refer business to you if you actually meet them in person? Because I, I literally heard, and, and you may have heard a similar conversation, um, I heard just, just the other day at a local photographer meetup, there's a photographer that was talking about it was something like between 90 and 100% of their business right now they're getting from Instagram. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, I mean, that's amazing. And there's really little that you can do to argue that, that mm -hmm. the obvious effectiveness of that marketing strategy. But I wonder to what extent or how much greater that business could be if there was also an in-person element to that or that, that supplemented that. Um, I don't know all the, the inner workings of that particular business, but what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, so my biggest thing is you can, there are opportunities for you to grab business from social media, from people that are following you, um, or find you on social media. Yes. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that's not possible because it, it definitely is, but to have someone who follows you on social media, refer you as well, um, is one of those things like you're more likely to have someone refer you that's already, um, come around you and trust you and, or they've used your services before. Um, for me, like I had never met my wedding photographer before my wedding day. Um, but 
would I recommend her to someone else without knowing how she works? I don't know. Um, so it's one of those things. Like if you're building the relationship with people, not expecting business from them, they will refer you more often than if you just saw them online or they just saw you online. I don't know if I said that very clearly. Yeah, I think so. I mean, very simply, if we were to sum it up, I think what we're talking about is that in-person relationship is essentially solidifying the relationship that begins online in many cases these days. I mean, it's again, we're not trying to suggest that that the the social media approach or the online approach to relationships is is bad in and of itself. Um, I'm just curious to explore the significance of the in-person relationship, especially in a day and age. I mean, the, the four of us have talked so many times in, in over the last few months about how it seems like photographers specifically, uh, not to mention our culture as a whole, is kind of mm-hmm. checked out of what is really honestly a very simple effort at times to drive 15, 20 minutes to go meet in person for a, the sake of some type of networking meeting, or maybe just to grab copy with an individual. Uh, because it's so convenient. You can, you can jump on, you can, you can, for that matter, you can get on FaceTime or, um, you know, some type of messaging app, uh, through Instagram, through Facebook or otherwise, and be able to connect with people to a point. But at the end of the day, there's nothing like actually looking that person in the face. So maybe what you're suggesting is that that in-person relationship solidifies the connection and then sets the stage for uh, an even better connection, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't want to do too much talking, Rich and Heather. I, I want to jump to you guys and, and pose the same question to you. Uh, and, and really, this is kind of an introduction to the conversation. Next week, we're going to get into a little bit more of the kind of the nitty gritty day to day, week to week, what that workflow actually looks like, how do we go about networking in a way that, again, emphasizes the in-person connection, but does so efficiently. But talk to us a little bit about your philosophy, your thoughts about this idea of the in-person connection versus the, the online connection. Yeah, I mean, we're not the um, we're not the authoritative voice uh, on this, and I love that we're having a discussion about this because, again, like like the, the rules change all the time, and uh, whether or not this rule changes will will eventually change in the future, um, we don't know. I mean, because like like you said, Nathan, there are there are people um, out there on on Instagram, on Pinterest, are. Or they're influencers. They have lots of a very loyal following, um, and people kind of hang on their every word. And they've they've created this 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 online persona that uh, people really, really trust. Um, and and they th- they think about them, and, and they've done a really great job of networking without leaving their home, um, for the for the most part. Now um, mm-hmm. that um, just um, so that doesn't match my personality. And so, I mean, like, uh, so when, when, when Heather and I talk about this, I mean, like we're talking about what's worth for us, what's worth for our personality, but mm-hmm. we, we understand that the, uh, different photo- photographers, different people, they have different personalities and, um, and how I reach one person might not be the way uh, someone else might reach someone else. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, mm-hmm. and so my way of our way of networking um, in person, uh, you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm not saying this is the definitive way, you know, so, uh, um, but, but, but that's why I'm glad, I'm glad we're having the discussion, you know, so, uh, um, but, but yeah, just, we, just to be clear, I mean, this, and this is something I know may seem repetitive um, because we've, we've mentioned it before, but you, in fact, I think even maybe just the, the last workflow Wednesday episode that we did, you were talking about the very little bit of time that you actually spend specifically on Instagram. We brought up Instagram a second ago, the very little bit of time that you spend on Instagram for the sake of business that really the majority of 
your work at this point is coming through referrals, either through clients or vendors, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. But I have posted three times this week on Instagram. You should be very proud of me. Uh, go, go online, check them out. Those, that's just fresh, fresh content, buddy. Fresh content. <laughs> that's um, perfect. So, uh, so Haley should be so proud of us. Uh, like, that's, from, from, that is more than I've posted this week. Oh, nice. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Haley. I appreciate that. Yeah, coming from you, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and so, uh, let's go back to what networking is, because I feel like you had a couple of really good points when we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, we, I mean, we were kind of trying to define, hey, what what is networking anyway? You know, I mean, like, uh, and to me, I felt like, hey, it's a, uh, it's I me mean, like uh, Haley. I used the word uh, relationship, and um, and. It, um, and I think that's a great way to uh, to build, you know, building relationships is, is a great uh, way to define networking. What, I, what I'm trying to do when I'm going to a networking event, what am I trying to do? And I'm, what I'm trying to do is um, I am trying to uh, give a benefit, a value uh, to someone that I meet and um, throwing something at them as far as like uh, either my expertise, my personality, something at them that I feel like uh, we would connect then with hopes that uh, that that they would reciprocate um, with, with their business. Hey, that it would be a, a mutually beneficial uh, relation, relationship, you know. Obviously, mm -hmm. um, any kind of relationship, if it's, a, if it's one sided, it can it can get very, very tiring. Uh, you don't see the benefit uh, of maintaining the, um, the time and the effort uh, for, for to give and give and give and get nothing really back. So it would be like a. And so, um, and I, I have done this this type of in in person uh, uh, networking before, is where I I spent a lot of time um, trying to connect with a particular vendor. Would it be a wedding planner? Could be a uh, a venue? Um, could be a, it could be anybody, florist, and uh, and they just don't seem interested. They don't seem interested in having a relationship with me, or they just they they have a different personality than me. I I don't get a I don't our personalities kind of like maybe either clash or they they. We don't get each other, um, then then uh, I, I don't uh, spend as much time um, with with that, you know. So I mean, like uh, you know, and, and to that point, I, I'm just going to use this as kind of a segue to something that I think is interesting in reference to this conversation about relationships in person. One of the things that I've, I've seen happen at networking, and maybe you'll comment on this next week when we talk about workflow too, especially when it comes to uh, vendor networking meetings, which is something that I went to pretty consistently when I was shooting weddings full time, but one of the things that I've found, to your point, Rich, about how sometimes you, you get kind of a shallow, uh, I, I mean, I had an experience a little while back when I was engaging with somebody at a networking meeting whose tone of voice was simultaneously the most excited mm -hmm. and the most flat that I had ever heard ever engaging maybe with anybody before i.e. they were trying to sound excited for the sake of being a networker at a networking meeting, and yet that excitement was undermined by the obvious uh, lack of emotion behind the high-pitched voice, if you will. Oh, it's, it's, oh very, interesting. very interesting. And, and so and that, that's just one small example. But I, I only say that to make the point, which is it's very – I think it's a good reminder for all of us that when we go – to these networking meetings, if we're if we're going to get out from behind the computer, if we're going to get out from behind our phones and go to these networking meetings to connect with people, to actually develop the, the kind of relationship that is possible in person, looking at this person, giving them a hug, say, hey, how's it going? Having some personal conversation. 
um, that we have to kind of put ourselves out there. We need to set aside the the, the wall. And, and it's funny I'm saying this because, Rich, I know that this is not something that you have trouble with. Um, but set aside that that um, that wall that that's easy to put up at times. You know, mm-hmm. we have to be a little bit vulnerable to put our personality mm-hmm. out there, to put ourselves out there, and be willing to engage on a, a little bit more uh, personal level. I, I say intimate, and I know that word can be misconstrued and used in so mm-hmm. many different ways. But when I say intimate, that the fact that I'm willing to go beyond, hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Hey, how is your business doing? But ask some really personal questions and get to know them as an individual and what they're struggling with and maybe what they're going through with their business and have some real conversation. If we're going to make this effort, let's let's make sure that we prioritize doing that very thing, which is to put ourselves out there to connect on a personal level. And remember too that the other people that the people on the other side of us are watching us. They're they're trying to gauge whether or not we are being real simultaneously. Right. right. Um, and so I just wanted to throw that in there because I think it's really important. There's been way too many experiences that I've had at various photographers functions or networking meetings or otherwise where people are just there. They've got this kind of uh, mask on almost, and there's such a lack of emotion and, mm-hmm. and realness to the way that they're engaging with people. And I think we're missing out. If, if that's the way that we're behaving, we're missing out on an opportunity to connect on a much deeper level, make a b- much bigger impact. And as a result, miss out on an opportunity to grow our business even further. So I, I didn't mean to go on a long rant there, but I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to give grace with people like that because I, I don't know. They, um, I'm just so, some of those people could be very introverted and, and they are, they, they're very, like, they're, they could be talking to me. They could be very, very scared inside or, or they don't want to be there, but they're there anyway because they do see the value in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, and so, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I tend to, again, fr- normally, friend, you, if you become friends, um, are you you uh, you have a continued relationship with people that that you really kind of relate to that either you, you have, there's there's commonality there, there you have common ground um, and so um, that's who uh, with with photographers and with vendors that's kind of um, what I'm really looking for because again like I, I just really want realness you know I want to be real and I want people to be real with me um, and uh, and so yeah well and that's a good point and another good. I'm going to throw up this comment really quick. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Heather, from from yeah. Julie. Um, Julie says, I think it's partly a hesitation to connect. Not everyone is open with their business. And thanks for throwing in your, your thoughts here, Julie. I really appreciate that. Uh, Julie is quite the experienced photographer in the, in the Chattanooga and Atlanta area. Yeah. Um, but it, it's an interesting it's an interesting point. And, and Rich, you also kind of alluded to this. I mean, there is everybody has their own psychological makeup, their reasoning, their motivation behind why they do or don't put themselves out there. And, and, you know, that's, that's a reality and, and yeah. certainly ultimately no, no judgment on my part. I just think that at the same time, we're missing out on the opportunity on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're missing out as individuals on an opportunity to be able to connect with somebody in a way that we may not have expected. Like forget about the business side of things. There could be a wonderful, wonderful friendship there if we're willing to put ourselves out there just a little bit. And, and the worst that can happen really isn't so it's, it's not as bad. I think as, as a lot of people, especially the introverted type, rich as you alluded, alluded to, kind yeah. of make it up to be in our heads. Yeah. I know there is there are always the exceptions to the rule, but um, mm-hmm. putting ourselves out there, the reward is much greater than the possibility of, of something going south, I guess, uh, yeah. just to put it very, very simply. And uh, Ju- Julie added another comment. She said, not sure why they'd be at a networking event. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> if, if, if out there. That's a, it's a fair point, Julie. Um, you're being brave. I, I, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, ultimately, it, we're all going to benefit from from these things, um, from from these these efforts yeah. to put ourselves out there. Heather, you were going to say something though, and I'm sorry to cut you off there. You, my brain is going a hundred different directions right now. But <laughs> one of the things that just popped into my mind is that to me, this in person, this concept of in person networking. It very much, I believe, is a skill to be developed and not necessarily something that comes naturally for everybody. And so if we see the value in it, and I think that as humans, the habits that we tend to form are the the, the things that come more naturally and more comfortable. Um, it and, and we have to choose every day. Are we going to fall into the patterns that just happen naturally or are we going to live with intentionality? Because... When it comes to working out, I don't know very many people who enjoy the gym. You enjoy the satisfaction from being intentional with your physical self. You know, you don't necessarily, we're not necessarily drawn to the healthy foods, but we eat them because we're living intentionally. You know what I'm saying? And to me, networking is one of those things. And so, you know, I'm not a sociologist or a psychologist, but there are amazing studies about the um, the hormones and the chemicals that are fired in our brains, the serotonin and the dopamine, when we have an actual in-person physical um, uh, interaction with another human being, whether it's um, seeing someone's expression and reading their tone of voice and responding, whether it's hugging them, whether it's laughing together, it's a handshake, all of those things actually fire chemicals in our brains. And so if we see the value in being with people in person and we see um, the value in a potential friendship and we see the value in a potential uh, business uh, um, engaging in, in, in growing our businesses, those to me are all really good reasons to be in person. And Haley used a really, um, really good word a little while ago, which is trust. I think that the trust that comes from being with someone in person far, far exceeds what we can get on social media. Now, mm-hmm. I think social media is great and I think it has a place. And I think that, um, like Rich was talking about, some people have sort of found their niche in that area, even though we can't necessarily relate to that. To us, that's more of a something that we feel like we should do because of the, co- the modern culture and that we're living in and the climate that we're living in, but not because we naturally are drawn to that necessarily. But I think trust is a really important word too. And that is what we really strive to um, to establish when we meet with vendors in person. Now, that doesn't mean that we're trying to put a lot of time into every vendor for every venue that we've ever, you know, ever photographed at or every florist we've ever worked with or every whatever, but we have to kind of choose the ones that really inspire us mm-hmm. and understand us. And we really love working with, and we feel like they do a quality job and we feel like we could refer and recommend those people, um, you know, without any hesitation to our, to our clients. And those are the people that we choose to try to spend our time networking with. Yeah. So, either re- receptivity, I mean, like, uh, you know, if yeah. I email them, do they email me back? I mean, like, do, mm-hmm. do I call them? Will they take my phone call? Like, like when like, we provide images, are they appreciative? Exactly. You know, like that's a big one. There's a lot, there's a lot here. Cause we, as, as business owners, we can talk about potential clients. We can talk about uh, the other people in our same industry, like our peers, networking with our peers. But then we're also talking about the um, like the vendors, which is, you know, different to me than meeting with a group of local photographers. Those are people who have other businesses that do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I we have to kind of make decisions about where to put our time and our effort and our energy 
And when we make those decisions, I feel like to follow through with those in-person um, connections and meetings and, and fostering those relationships has been incredibly beneficial for our business. Yeah, well, I want to go back to one thing that that you said. I mean, first of all, to, to your to your most recent point, it is true. We only have so many, uh, I guess, mental resources to be able to allocate to the various relationships in our life. So it's true that, especially if we're going to engage in the way that I know you and Rich do, um, and it's something that um, it, it's hard to do on a on an intense level with a lot of people, a large <laughs> number of people. So ultimately, we do have to kind of choose, pick and choose who we're going to invest the most time in kind of focus on those relationships and then make sure they're at least kind and, and helpful and, and considerate to with, with those other relationships, yeah. but really invest in, in the select few that we have time to, to really, really invest in. And I think that we see a lot of benefit from that. I mean, I've spoken to this a number of, time, a number of times here on the podcast and I think on the show as well, that my probably the most valuable relationship that I had as a wedding photographer was one with an individual wedding coordinator here in town who sent us significant amounts of business, but we had a, we had a friendship too. Uh, there was a working relationship, there was a friendship. And mm -hmm. as a result, there was much benefit to the business, but we enjoyed personally enjoyed working with Taylor. She was mm -hmm. such a, such a cool, cool person. So, mm -hmm. um, but I, I want to go back to something that you mentioned earlier, Haley or uh, Heather, and that is, the importance of finding enough motivation in yourself if, if in order to then very proactively um, push beyond what may seem like your comfort zone or your so-called box or boundaries and get out there and connect. Um, there's a lot of conversation uh, that, frankly, to me is, is very, very surprising. I mean, in 2018, we have, with all the technological resources, actually, with all the resources that we, resources that we have, period, um, it seems as though we have a lot of space right now to mental, emotional, psychological space to be able to uh, fret about things that, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago would not have been things to fret about. Mm -hmm. And as a result, um, you, you hear a lot of photographers that are that are talking about how it's hard to, you know, you might it's hard to drive across town to, to go make an effort to attend a networking meeting or they're apprehensive to go to a networking meeting because they're scared of what people might think of them. There's a lot of fear innate to uh, the, the personalities that are or the, the, uh, the personas that are driving these photography businesses. And um, of course, as you said earlier, Heather, there is, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a sociologist, I'm not trying to play one, but I think there's an important conversation that needs to be ongoing, not one that can be summed up in, in one uh, interaction like this, about where that, that so-called fear and apprehension is, is coming from and how it can be most effectively addressed. But I think at the root of an effort to address that in order to be able to further your business, you have to A, have the motivation. Um, hey, I've got a I've got a business to to build to run. I have mouths to feed. If if nothing else, my own mouth to feed, uh, bills to pay. In order to do that, what am I going to? What do I need to do to build that business? And part of what is innate to building a photography business um, in this day and age, certainly in social media, but I think still requires in person uh, development of in person relationships. In order to do that, you have to sometimes push outside that comfort zone, and um, I think we need to to maybe not quite. Uh, build up the 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 fear of what could happen in our mind, but instead focus on the benefits, the possibilities of what these relationships could, could bring. Do you do you all have any thought, any further thoughts on that? The word confidence keeps coming to my mind as we're having this conversation because I feel like it's so relevant, and it's it's something that um, I feel like 
any business owner could probably use to cultivate in themselves. Um, the amount of confidence that it takes to network, um, to sell yourself to potential clients, the amount of confidence that it takes to, um, if there is no wedding planner, a photographer becomes the wedding planner on a wedding day, the amount of confidence that it takes to actually keep things running smoothly by taking charge when necessary. And so for sure, I feel like it's a big part of what allows someone to network effectively. So if that's lacking, um, the, if confidence is lacking, um, I feel like it's going to make everything more difficult. So to me, it seems like a huge priority for all of us as business owners to work on cultivating in ourselves so that we can reach out and we can we can confidently present ourselves to the world, but we can also celebrate the strengths of the people around us, mm -hmm. you know, because if we're insecure, we're going to be threatened by everybody rather than engaging in the world around us and be an encourager to the, to the, to the um, fellow photographers or the, the local wedding industry um, to encourage them to celebrate their strengths, mm -hmm. to applaud them when they start new businesses and new ventures or side hustles or whatnot. I feel like confidence is kind of at the root of a lot of this that we're talking about. It's true, but I, I guess you you would hear. I mean, I can almost hear this conversation out loud if we were to bring this up at say a local photographers get together, or or even just in a conversation online in one of the Facebook groups. Um, the, the response would be, "But I just don't have confidence." And unfortunately, a lot of times the conversation seems to kind of end there. I am, you know, fill in the blank. I am an introvert. I am. Uh, afraid. I am fearful of going to these. I don't have the confidence to be able to go and meet people that I don't know and have these conversations. Um, rather than flipping the tables and saying, okay, I have apprehensions, mm -hmm. but at the root of that apprehension or those apprehensions is a psychology. It's, it's, a, it's a thought process that I've developed over time, um, maybe in some regards hereditary, but ultimately I have the ability to be able to, to um, hone in on what is at the root of those fears or those apprehensions, do something to begin to address them, you know, whether that's individually reading certain books. Um, I've recommended Tony Robbins reawaken the giant within uh, countless times on this podcast. And uh, I still cannot recommend it enough. If you don't ever read a book, but this one in the next two or three years, read this one because the very psychological struggles that we have, particularly in modern American culture, um, are, are very aptly addressed in this book, including this one about fear and apprehension when it comes to engaging with people. So um, yeah, check that out. Talk to a therapist. Do, but realize, and to your point, Heather, understand that there is an opportunity to address that versus ending the conversation at I am fearful. I am lacking confidence. Mm -hmm. There are ways to be able to gain that confidence. And if you're willing to actually address those versus just kind of writing yourself off as a label, um, there's opportunity to, to improve on that. And I, I, I can say this because I speak from personal experience. I'm what is considered kind of the traditional introvert. Uh, I mean, some may not believe that because I'm here broadcasting on in Facebook Live and hosting a podcast and so forth. But uh, I, I would go to photographer uh, photography networking events, WPPI or otherwise. And, and I would, within the span of 20, 30 minutes of being in a room with, with a crowd of photographers, have to step out of that room. Because again, using kind of the, uh, the traditional or stereotypical descriptions of an introvert, I was, I was emotionally, even kind of physically exhausted from the effort of having conversation, of being in a large crowd, of kind of that claustrophobic feeling of, you know, 100 photographers in a room meant for 10 people, um, all of these, these kind of stereotypical experiences that so-called introverts would have. And once I, and I, I repeated this process over and over for probably a span of years, really, 
once I actually made the effort to take a step back and look at the, the, the psychology that was driving that, where is that fear coming from? Where is that exhaustion coming from? What am I doing or not doing in that scenario that is causing me to not enjoy this? Mm-hmm. It's not just simply that I'm a quote introvert. Mm-hmm. There's psychology that drives that, that those, the, the uh, feelings and the, psycho- the psychology that drives the behavior. What is that about? Long story short, once I had the opportunity to be able to, to break that down, take a step back, break that down, understanding that I could change certain elements of my behavior, my thought patterns, and then ultimately behavioral patterns, um, I was able to jump back into those networking meetings without real issue. Uh, at the root, and, and just being transparent, at the root of the so-called exhaustion um, that I was experiencing in those scenarios was, uh, I mean, a lot of it was just simply worrying about what other people thought about me, which I think we all can kind of relate to one form or another. But what was what that was then doing was driving uh, an effort at kind of being somebody that I wasn't. Not that I was being a totally different personality, but I was trying to put on a particular persona and be extra professional and or extra cool. And I have to try extra hard for that. Um, and and I was trying to be a person I wasn't necessarily uh, as naturally. And as a result, it was exhausting. So instead of trying to be a person that I wasn't or you know, live up to this standard or be this kind of particular persona at these networking meetings, I stopped that. I pulled back uh, and focused more, I should say, on, on what I knew I was good at, which was one-on-one conversation. I mean, to, to Rich's point, mm-hmm. I knew I could carry on a one-on-one conversation that was maybe a little bit more in depth than the, you know, the 50 kind of surface level conversations that, that others would have, because that's just kind of their specialty. They're great at small talk. They jump around, they memorize names really quickly. That's not necessarily my thing. I realized what I was good at. I focused on that. Mm -hmm. And now I go to these networking events and, you know, despite whatever it might be, loud music playing in the background, large numbers of people in the room, I can just relax and focus in on what I know I'm I'm good at and Mm -hmm. benefit from that as a result and benefit from the experience as a result. And now no longer do I get to just write off, you know, I am an introvert or I am uncomfortable or I'm, I'm not confident. I could say, okay, I know these are my tendencies. I know this is where the tendencies come from. I address them. And now I can proactively move forward for the sake of my life personally and for my business. Does that, does that make sense? Yes. And that's why I use the word cultivate is, uh, you know, I, I hope I didn't come across like, I think everyone should be an extrovert because that's not what I mean at, oh, all. at all. I think that you can be a, uh, a confident introverted person. I was talking more to the, and every, all the points you just made were fantastic. I hear a lot about, I, I'm not going to come because social anxiety or, you know what I mean? And these types of reasons, but let's not accept those as a great reason to make decisions and then be done, you know, pushing through. And that's why I thought, that's why I thought the word cultivate there was, was applicable because living with intentionality, you know, forces and causes us to have to improve on the areas that we know that we're weak and to recognize them and to know where we're strong. Like you just talked about, you know, so, or, well, I or think there's always oh, go ahead, Rich. Oh, I mean, or, or just, just, is this an area that, that, that you can grow in, you know mm-hmm. I mean? Like uh, mm-hmm. ju- ju- there, there's the, the idea of growth and of like, Hey, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I, I don't want to make life decisions or any, anything, any decision in my life based on, I'm uncomfortable. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. Like that. That's a really, yeah. really bad uh, way of making decisions. You know, because well, it's, it's, a, it's a limiting mentality, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, just for example, um, Heather and I and, and our and our two kids, um, we decided that we were going to um, go um, um, basically serve 
um, uh, these this uh, in this neighborhood over the weekend uh, with the, uh, uh, basically this uh, this neighborhood full of I guess underprivileged, un- under- underprivileged people. I mean, like uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, and so like uh, um, and so I, I was there, and, and these these people were you know a lot of them live in trailers or are just and, and they live in 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 almost abject poverty. And uh, I will say I, I don't. I can't relate to, and I was so nervous. I, I, I was just like, I, I, I didn't want to do it because, again, it, it made me feel uncomfortable. What if I got into this conversation? What, I start making what I just start playing. What else in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, even when I was there, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then um, I just made a decision. I, I, I made the decision to quit focusing on myself. Mm. And I say, what can I do to serve other people? And so, like, mm. even without even talking with people, I like, oh, there's someone. There's there's this this lady there sitting with. Uh, she's finished eating, and she has a plate right there. I'm gonna just I'm gonna go throw that plate away. Like like I'm I'm can how can how can I just look around and just kind of just literally just serve? And then I mean, and then it was like a mental uh, change uh, in me. Like instead of focusing on myself, I was like. I'll start focusing on other people. What can I do mm-hmm. to serve? What can I do to, um, if, if it's just one person, what, who can I make happy? Who can I make um, just, mm-hmm. just, just by just saying something simple, you know, mm-hmm. just listening or serving or doing something that, that that's not focused on, 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 on who, who I am. And I'll say that's, that's what we want to teach our kids, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and of, of like the tendency of, of, again, making decisions based on, it's the right decision, not mm-hmm. because um, whether how you feel and, and, and whatnot. So, well, and, and I love, and I think this is a great way to kind of sum up the conversation. We went more, way more philosophy. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we keep on doing that. We keep on doing that. Sorry. That I, but I, I love it though, because I think it's good to have these conversations and, and next week we'll get into more again, the kind of tangible, practical elements of, of networking and, and an actual mm-hmm. workflow, what that might look like. But mm-hmm. Uh, it, just to kind of sum this up, Rich, I think you 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 highlighted what is probably the most important point of of all of this kind of philosophical discussion about how we as emotional, maybe in many cases so-called introverted types as photographers can step beyond our comfort zone and focus on in-person relationships because they do carry an, a, an important role both in our personal lives and our business lives, and that is the idea of focusing not inward because it, again it's so easy in our ultra comfy lives these days despite whatever stresses we might think we have um i mean you highlighted rich the fact that the reality which is that not everybody has the kind of comfort level that many of us do and so rather than focusing inward as we so obviously do and, and again i'm guilty of it too um so obviously do so much of the time and we see it on just plastered on facebook all the time and that doesn't include everything that goes on internally so um <laughs> instead of focusing inward so much to focus on how we can best serve others and of course the beautiful thing about that is number 1 um somebody else benefits from that on a personal level number 2 we benefit from the 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 um the experience of giving to others i mean it, it's it, there is a certain amount of selfishness innate to that but it's yeah. a reality which is yep. that we will feel better for focusing on somebody else and giving to them. And then of course, there's also that, that tertiary benefit, um, but certainly an important one, which is that those, those individuals or companies that we are working on developing these relationships with focusing on how we can bring value to them, to their lives, to their businesses, Mm -hmm. um, will naturally want to engage with us in return. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a significant benefit on the back end for our business as well, but focusing on how we can best serve others. I, I think that's a great way to sum up our conversation today. And thank you guys for kind of 
going all over the place with me and, and following my tangents. Um, and, and Haley, thank you for sharing as well. I, I, I hope we did, you didn't feel too left out there as Rich and Heather and well, I were kind of engaging. I have one tip that I was going to throw in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's because I, you all know how introverted I am. Like I leave our Thursday get togethers and I'm exhausted. I'm drained. I get off of workflow Wednesday. I'm drained because it's just one of those things like having eyes at me like right now when we don't have, you know, 25 viewers online, it makes me feel great because I don't have eyes on me, but um, going to all these networking meetings that like, um, so I was, I'll get until next week, but if you just find networking meetings around town, most of these are put on for free or they're put on by organizations that are nonprofits or whatever the case might be, they always need photos. And so my big thing to get me there is to volunteer to photograph because I look at it like a job. No, I'm not getting paid, but I'm volunteering my time. And if they're expecting it from me, that's going to get me there. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't go on my own. So, you know, call the organizer up, offer to take pictures for one or two events. That'll get you in the door. It starts a conversation because people will come up to you and say, oh, are you a photographer? And there's your end to actually go out of your comfort zone and say, yeah, I am. My name's Haley. So, you know, go on and on. But it will get you in the door if you commit to doing it like a job. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. I mean, it creates a certain amount of accountability because now you've committed to being there, um, and yeah. it's also an opportunity to bring value to that relationship, as we talked about. So, win win all the way around. Yeah. I think that's a really great idea. Uh, we'll we'll actually get into as, as you alluded to, Haley. We'll get into kind of what this looks like on a practical level. I want to find out from you because um, I know you're involved in various groups uh, around town. Rich and Heather, same thing. I mean, I, you guys are some of the most social, it seems, in, in the local photo industry. So I want to hear a little bit more on a practical level what what a day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week, uh, workflow looks like for you guys when it comes to networking, particularly getting out and connecting in person. We'll talk about how we go about that process and then manage those relationships too, certainly on a personal level, but ultimately in an efficient way. Uh, we'll touch on that next uh, next week for Workflow Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for those of you who, who have been watching. Thank also you, Julie. Those, yeah. <laughs> and, and commenting. Uh, Ju Julie and others. We have we have others. Not everybody is commenting, but thank you for everybody yes. who who has yes. uh, listened in and watched uh, both on the the Book of Podcasts and then watched on Facebook Live. For those of you listening on on the, the Book of Podcasts, you can check us out on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash photogs edit p h o t o g s e d i t. And then, uh, of course, for those of you watching live, you can go hear this Workflow Wednesday series as well as all the ups all the other episodes that we put out at Boca Podcast b o k e h podcast dot com. Hope you guys have a, an absolutely lovely Wednesday evening. You too. Yeah. Great to see you guys. Yeah. Right, bye -bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.